Hello, and welcome to the very first Sovereign Audio Magazine. I am Nicole George, the founder of Sovereign, and I'm so happy you are here. The Sovereign team has been building and growing our global digital platform for over a year now, releasing a new issue every month. We knew it was time to take Sovereign to the next level and give you something more accessible, versatile, and diverse. With Sovereign Audio Magazine, you can listen to the most incredible stories from women all around the globe, anywhere, anytime, and at your leisure. In this issue, each woman has written her story and aligned it with the moon's energy of September, which asks you to reflect upon your patterns of self-destruction, anxiety, self-pity, and self-criticism. As you listen to Kelly Sattel, the co-founder of Yoga for Life PDX, an integrative healing facilitator, perhaps you might find yourself wondering how to dissolve the darkness of your inner pain by brightening the light of your spirit. And when you have a chance to hear from Patty Oliver, our in-house global expert on Akashic Records and energy healing, we hope you will be able to tune into a new frequency within yourself and find some soul empowerment. Tara Diana Nagy, an empowerment medium and intuitive development facilitator, will share with you ways to empower yourself and that it isn't selfish to do so. Then you will hear from Nicole Harlow, who is an incredible womb guide, feminine sage, and creatrix. She bravely speaks about the shame spiral we have inherited and how to overcome it. And last but certainly not least, Miranda Murphy-Gall, your personal Sovereign Moon mentor, will help guide you with the upcoming energies of the full and new moons of September. We invite you to settle in however that feels good to you take a deep breath, and enjoy your sovereign experience. We need to mention a few disclaimers before proceeding. Please note our magazine is never a substitute for any professional guidance, including but not limited to medical, psychosocial, legal, or financial advice. Please always seek the guidance from a certified professional. Now, let's dive into this month's issue. First, you will hear from me as I share my editor's reflection about the energy this moon brings to you, as well as Kelly Sattel's article about your inner pain. Then you will hear from Ilya Angaza, our sovereign audio magazine narrator, who will narrate the rest of the amazing stories in this episode. Enjoy! Editor's Reflection. If you are new to Sovereign Magazine, welcome. We are so glad you are here for our first edition of Sovereign Audio Magazine. Keep listening to find out more. September is the beginning of a new year for us at Sovereign. We just had our one-year birthday celebration edition in August. It was so fun to look back at how we have grown My reflection over the last year as an entrepreneur included many moments of self-destruction, self-pity, anxiety, and self-criticism. Owning your own business is more challenging than it looks. There is a vast amount of responsibility, endless things to remember, and a constant flow of personal and professional growth. How we have quickly up-leveled at Sovereign is a direct reflection of how much fear I have had to hold. For example, I hired the audio production team for our September launch in April with many unknown answers to my questions. Now here we are on launch day. Can you believe it? I'm so proud of our team and how we continue to bring the next level innovative content to our audience. I am truly blessed to have this team support me and Sovereign. Next time you're experiencing self-destruction, self-pity, anxiety, or self-criticism, know that it is part of your journey to your new level of exponential growth. Sending love, Nicole. A journey into healing 
Reclaiming the Light, article by Kelly Sattel, the co-founder of Yoga for Life PDX and an integrative healing facilitator supporting people to find resolution and claim along their healing journey through family constellation, spiritual mentoring, and energy work. If you're looking to understand and reconnect to your essence, your heart, and your being, join Kelly for her HeartWise Living program starting October 7th. More information is available at www.kellysatel.com. A Persian poet, Hafiz of Shiraz, wrote, I wish I could show you, when you are lonely or in darkness, the astonishing light of your own being. For some of us, it may be difficult, if not impossible, to acknowledge the astonishing light within. For others, we may be in the throes of deep despair, anxious mental rumination, or even unbearable and self-destructive emotional states. Then there are those of us for whom the constantly critical self-talk track may feel like it's the only one that will keep us safe. Regardless of how it is obfuscated, the astonishing light of our own being is still there. Feelings of self-love, inner joy, and deep peace from our own inner light are ever-present. The path of unbearable pain into recovery, unwholesome self-talk into rising self-love, the path of a recovering perfectionist, and one who has overcome anxiety about not being enough is my familiar path. Underneath all of this, I have been a curious seeker. And while most of our unique paths are both beautiful and challenging in life, it is my conviction that we all reach that place of reconnection to our individual light, our heart, and our spirit. This conviction has helped me evolve from one that was suffering to a professional healer working with others who are suffering. Here is a small view of two specific practices that helped me overcome my own suffering, Svadaya and Ahimsa. While both are used in the context of yoga, Svadaya and Ahimsa transcend religious and spiritual categorization. They are universal in their application and implication in antiquity and modernity, in the East and in the West. My 11th birthday started with debilitating back and neck pain. It only got worse in my 20s. It was the kind of pain that made daily tasks in life unbearable. Even showering and putting on socks, let alone commuting and performing in my high-tech job. All my aspirations and ambitions in life were weighed down by searing and intense nerve pain in my spine. The intensity and heat of such pain do not let you feel any sense of peace, and even though I didn't know it then, my search for astonishing light of my own being began there. To my initial resistance, a yoga class was the beginning of my healing journey. After knocking on many other doors of MRIs, physical therapy, biofeedback, and allopathy, It was physically difficult to get up and go to a yoga class, not to mention mentally and emotionally frightening, to move my body in a way that could instigate a flare-up of pain that could take months to heal. And yet, there was something within me that desperately wanted to get better, an intuitive knowing that a better life was possible. The more pain I endured, the more pressing that intuitive knowledge became. So I fearfully listened and went to yoga. Beyond strengthening my body through hatha and vinyasa classes, the practice of being present to move through my pain taught me to deeply listen to and love my body, something which was previously absent or unknown. This is where svadaya became part of my practice, and I believe this is where we can all begin. Svadaya, quote, self-reflection, unquote, or, quote, self-study, unquote, is a Sanskrit term that is most associated with yoga principles that has practical life application. 
I think of Svadaya as an internal exploration of layers of our body, thoughts, emotions, beliefs, and intentions to find the root of what's disconnecting us from joy or peace. In my own experience, Fadaya looks like a research project for the soul, an internal dissection to precisely identify the layer containing the root cause of our suffering. In the depth of my healing journey, I spent time going to yoga and wellness classes to heal the layers of my body. I attended extensive workshops, training, and coursework on what my layers of energy and the subtle body were harboring and how, by healing the layers of my unwholesome thoughts and emotions, I could radiate positive healing energy through my being. I studied with teachers and mentors to acknowledge and uproot outdated behaviors, beliefs, and patterns. The fourth inward I went, the more self-knowledge I acquired, which led to me becoming conscious of my thoughts, intentions, and actions. I could now start to realize how inner joy and peace were possible. Looking back, while it could seem that it was a fun and gentle process of exploration into simple self-love affirmations, the journey was through endurance, conviction, inner faith, and most importantly, moving through the pain with deep empathy and sometimes hard-to-find self-love. This is where I needed to integrate ahimsa. Like Svadaya, ahimsa is a moral and ethical principle precept. Within yoga philosophy, ahimsa promotes nonviolence, compassion, and respect for all living beings, and it governs personal conduct, relationships, diet, and lifestyle, as well as social harmony through the process of not using force. Ahimsa is not only about our outward speech, behavior, intentions, and motivations, but also about our internal landscape, our self-talk track in unconscious and predominant emotional states and intentions. Practicing ahimsa involves consciously cultivating an attitude and an intention of kindness, empathy, and consideration towards others, as I learned, most importantly, ourselves. Why is ahimsa important in the context of self-destruction, anxiety, self-pity, and self-criticism? Because our biological layers react and respond to the layers of our mental and emotional states. Whether from an internal or external stimulus, different mental states such as stress, anxiety, negativity, self-pity, and vigilance influence our emotional state. Our emotional state then triggers biochemical responses, which are so intelligently picked up by our cells and eventually expressed in our body. We have all experienced stress or anxiety-filled emotions that translate biochemically in the form of an uneasy stomach, heat in our face, tightness in our shoulders, or dilated eyes. Our incredibly complex and wise human system autonomously communicates and interacts across signaling pathways that contribute to our body's overall functioning and regulation. Repeated difficult mental and emotional states can create permanent impressions in our physiology and bring about behaviors and patterns that impact our very nature and identification with ourselves. This is where Ahimsa and Svadaya play quintessential remedial roles. They guide us to be attentive and introspective with compassion, thereby changing the nature of our emotions to become softer, more caring, and more supportive. This softening transforms our physical and mental expression from pain and suffering to healing and hope. Thus began the tough path of ahimsa for myself. One cannot just feign freedom from real physical pain through philosophical argument. My healing journey required me to get uncomfortably honest with myself and apply the education I had collected from my many teachers, including my own self. 
Through self-inquiry, I learned that my inner landscape was beyond self-critical. My self-talk track was meaner to me than anyone I had ever met. I had little to no self-worth, and I kept my standards at perfect or not at all. So my body responded by becoming as rigid as the permission I gave myself to be. My internal dominant layer was the layer of emotions trying to keep myself quote-unquote safe so that I was ready for the worst-case scenario at work, getting fired, in relationships, by not showing up authentically, and in my life outlook, I will never heal. My internal dialogue was one of fear and self-loathing, far from the non-violent, compassionate, and kind qualities of ahimsa. Through working and studying with gifted healers and teachers, I became conscious of my detrimental self-flagellation and recognized in order to heal my body, my self-view must authentically evolve, and I needed to let my light return, and it did. My severe back and neck pain healed as I kept working with my emotions and as I allowed my mind to heal my body through kindness and empathy. Reconnecting with your heart, your inner light, and your inner spirit is possible. Feelings of self-love, inner joy, and deep peace from inner light are still there. The key is knowing the steps from pain to healing so that our light can return. In my experience, when we became conscious of going within and guiding our introspection with self-love and compassion, it lightens the load of self-rejection and self-abasement. With this lighter load, we're freer to explore deeper and thereby able to identify the root where our dis-ease lies. Then we can prioritize and focus the practices and habits such as embodiment, self-care, journaling, meditation, prayer, shadow work, forgiveness, healthy boundaries, and other healing practices on the areas that need our loving care and attention the most. As we continue, we naturally start to acknowledge, accept, and eventually resolve our inner and outer pain, which generates inner joy and deep peace and makes self-love accessible. And each time we resolve the darkness of our inner pain, we brighten the light of our spirit and realize that it's always been there. Healing Practice Idea Are you working through self-destructive thoughts? negative self-talk, or unwholesome intentions? Remember the acronym NOPE? This practice is a way to become conscious of the patterns and reframe the circumstances. It is not meant to bypass healing the root of dis-ease, but instead initiate the conscious process of understanding our inner landscape. N stands for Notice the unwholesome thoughts, behaviors, intentions, or actions. Simply noticing svadaya. O stands for observe. Observe yourself with ahimsa, with nonviolence and empathy. P. P stands for pause. Pause, breathe, and ask. What is the root of this thought, behavior, or action? Or what is the most unwholesome way I can think, respond, or act? This self-reflection is also svadaya. E. E stands for exhale. An acknowledging statement to self-soothe. This compassionate self-soothing is called ahimsa. For example, I bless myself to be myself. I do my best and I let go of the rest. I am worthy and deserving of my own love and support. As a way of helping guide you through your own inner pain, Kelly has provided a guided meditation for you. It will be on this feed just after this episode. Did you know you could be featured in our global women's magazine? Share your story on our global platform and be part of our community of women who have a passion for visibility, inclusivity, 
and connection, go to www.sovereign-magazine.com backslash get dash featured to learn more. Living Cyclically with Miranda Gole, Sovereign Moon Mentor. Sovereign Magazine is delighted to announce starting this September, its release date will always be on the new moon each month. By releasing the magazine on every new moon, we offer our readers and our amazing team a greater connection to the rhythmic cycles of the moon and therefore to ourselves. The moon cycle is quite different to the solar cycle and indeed to our 12-month calendar cycle. When the moon is in complete shadow, it is new, and it marks a beginning, an inception point, and the start of a new cycle. The cycle of the moon is 29.5 days long and begins with the new moon. The solar cycle is 365 days long and determines the amount of light and dark that we experience through our days and nights. The spring and fall equinoxes offer days of equal light and dark, where the solstices mark the longest summer solstice and the shortest winter solstice. Women are intrinsically connected to the moon by our menstrual cycles. A study published in NPJ Digital Magazine found the average menstrual cycle is 29.3 days long, so there is no denying our connection to the moon. The new moon is when we symbolically turn over a fresh page. It's an energetic pause where we reflect on what we want to create in the darkness. When it's the new moon, we have an opportunity to start anew with new wishes, goals, resolutions, and intentions. Those of us with Celtic ancestors may know that they marked the start of the new day with the setting sun. It was the moment that darkness began, which announced the start of a new day cycle. Some ancient traditions celebrate their new year in late October, early November, the halfway point between the fall equinox, which is September 21st, and the winter solstice, which is December 21st. Right in the middle of the darkest time of year, the darkness is a potent time for dreams and creation. Life begins in the darkness, in the germinating seed held in the cold winter earth, in a safe and watery womb, and in the depths of the infinite cosmos. As we approach the September 21st equinox, bring awareness to the cycles of light and dark. Perhaps celebrate this new moon with a wish to become more attuned to her cycles, knowing that Sovereign Magazine and Moon Mondays will be here to support you. Soul Empowerment with Patty Oliver, energy healer, author, and spiritual advisor. Patty's work as an energy healer was not initially a conscious choice but rather a divinely led choice. A diagnosis of breast cancer in 2007 prompted her to make dramatic changes to create more joy and meaning in her life. One of those changes was to become an entrepreneur, which opened the door to Reiki, which then led to her work in past lives and Akashic Records. Patty simply followed the opportunities as they were presented to her by the universe which led to unimaginable fulfillment and abundance. This was truly the law of attraction at work, something everyone can learn to do. Patty has created an online course where you can learn to access your Akashic records for insight, guidance, and healing. She also offers a private soul coaching program, Healing and Manifesting with Your Spirit Guides in which she teaches individuals how to manifest abundance according to their soul blueprint with insight from their spirit guide team. Joining the Sovereign team is an extension of her mission to help everyone live their highest potential by letting their soul lead the way. She is honored to give energy healing insight and guidance for you to manifest the life of your dreams. 
She has contributed to a multi-author book titled Intuitive, Speak Her Truth, and has plans to continue writing and teaching in her future, including a forthcoming Oracle deck. Akashic Records with Patty Oliver. What is my Akashic Record? You can think of your Akashic Record as an energetic database. It stores all the information about your soul, including your gifts, attributes, and chosen life experiences. It also holds your karma, which is the energy of choices made in past lives that did not align to serve you or serve your soul growth and is in need of being balanced out through new empowered action. This causes you to reincarnate with similar circumstances, giving you an opportunity to choose differently. Your Akashic record can be accessed intuitively for insight, guidance, karma clearing, and manifesting your highest potential. Patty has created an online course teaching you how to do this. You can visit her website at Heal, Transform, and Manifest with Patty Oliver for more information. Do you have a question for me about healing and manifesting through your Akashic record? I would love to hear from you and feature your question in a future issue. Please email me at patty at pattyoliver.com. Dear Patty, can you explain more about Akashic records and how they work? I struggle with manifesting things I desire in my life and feel there are patterns I am repeating. Would that be in my Akashic records and how do I clear them? Do I need to clear them? I'm not sure how all of this works, but I have always been intrigued to know more. Sovereign Magazine Reader. Patty responds, Yes, all soul level information is available to you in your Akashic record, including all the choices you've ever made as a soul in a human body throughout each of your incarnations. This is because you are always actively creating your reality through the results of your free will choices. Choices that empower you and create a positive energy will yield a positive result. Similarly, choices that disempower you and create negative energy will hold you back. You will receive a block to your vital force energy along with a negative result. This includes choices that you were essentially forced into in past lives, such as arranged marriages that didn't align with you, or someone who wielded power or abuse over you to get you to comply. If you do not balance out a negative choice in the lifetime in which you created it, it becomes karma. You will continue to reincarnate with karma in place, causing you to repeatedly experience it until you choose to balance it out through new empowered action. This is a universal law. It will also keep you from manifesting the things you desire as you will continue to attract karma and nothing else until you change it, which is most likely the reason why you say you are struggling to manifest the things you desire in your life. For example, If you are wanting to manifest a new kind of job that also pays more money, yet you continue to stay in a job that is beneath you, do nothing to grow your skills or allow coworkers to treat you poorly, you will stay in an energy of lack. The law of attraction can then only deliver a result that aligns to lack and may start to show itself in other areas of your life such as money problems, relationship challenges, and potential health problems. This is because unresolved karma will continue to present itself more and more until you choose new empowered action. You ask if you need to clear karma? You have free will to experience your incarnation in any way you choose, positively or negatively. If you are unhappy with who or what is in your life, you are completely at power and choice to change it, but it is something you must actively and consciously pursue. If you feel you are repeating a negative pattern, you want first to understand the reason why you continue to choose it, which is often a subconscious or unconscious reaction. By bringing it to your consciousness, you can begin to create a new empowered response in its place. 
When you learn to tap into your Akashic record, you open the door to understanding the root cause of your karmic patterns and new action you can take to change your life and the trajectory you are on. I teach you how to do this in my online course, Live a Soul-Powered Life, as well as private soul coaching. If you would like more insight as to whether clearing karma and learning to manifest new results is a path you want to take, I would be honored to assist you. Please reach out to me at patty at pattyoliver.com. Our October audience member's question is, how can I heal my mother wound with the Akashic Records? Come back to read my answer to her. Also, don't forget you may submit your questions to me at any time by emailing me at patty at pattyoliver.com. Empowering Yourself is Not Selfish by Tara Diana. Empowerment Medium and Intuitive Development Facilitator. Tara Diana is a medium and channel for spirit in all forms. Her ability to connect with spirit and bring loved ones, guides, helpers, elders, and other spiritual beings through has been with her for as long as she can remember. Tara's connection to spirit has become stronger over the years, allowing for her to leave her daily job and focus solely on the metaphysical aspect of her work full-time in a professional manner since the early 2000s. Empowering yourself is not selfish. Louder for those in the back. Let me repeat this. Empowering yourself is not selfish, and don't let anyone tell you differently. Call it what you will, self-love, self-care, shadow work, etc. What we call it doesn't matter if we are making it a conscious part of our everyday lives. Right now, it feels like a trend is happening. One where we as a collective have suddenly opened our eyes to what we have been lacking in our personal journeys. And everyone is jumping on board, trying to find the best way to do more and to be more. The strength, power, and conviction to be our authentic selves are taken away from us the moment we are born and start being shaped and molded into the likes of those around us. We are given truths that are not our own and rarely given a choice to decide if they resonate with us or not until we are much older. We are told this is the way we are, the way we are meant to be and not given the time to reflect on who we are at our own core, not someone's idea of who we are. We grow up with preconceived notions, thought processes, and even religious doctrines that our elders and ancestors have bestowed upon generations of children, knowingly or unknowingly. For some, it brings them full circle to who they identify as falsely. And when we realize that we don't feel the way we are told to, we don't have the same perception as we are told to, we start to feel incomplete, as though we are missing something, a link to who we really are. This feels like an obstacle or a challenge to meet. Our emotions and our mental health start to fray. They get angry with us when we speak out. Why can't you just be like the rest of us? We question why we aren't. Is there something wrong with us? Are we flawed? And suddenly we are in an emotional spiral of feeling incomplete and lacking. Finding the courage to say, I need more can be scary for many. It stops most of us dead in our tracks because it is work and work that you may have no idea how to step into. The realization that you need more to feel powerful and purposeful is a truth that should not only be embraced and celebrated, but acted upon immediately. More clarity, more understanding, more knowledge. Discover what makes our hearts sing. To say, I need to find the whole me, the true me, the me that I feel passionate about, flaws, vulnerability, and all. 
And then stepping into this new energy, this is purpose. This is power. This is the work that every one of us deserves to do. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It should always start simple, inspiring, and motivating. My personal journey to self-love as an empath that suffers from emotional overload started with implementing these four very simple tools gifted to me. These tools have allowed me to do the work quietly and gently within myself and for myself. Number one, grounding. One of the most important reasons for grounding is to establish you as a receptor for higher frequency and knowledge. Just as an electrical socket in your home needs to be grounded, so do you as an electromagnetic field need to be grounded to channel more electrical energy. Light, healing, and spirit are all electrons. I always recommend sending strong and powerful roots from the soles of your feet all the way down to the core of the earth. Whatever you do, make it simple and effective. Number two, attuning. You then ascend to stand within the rays of love and light of source or God or your understanding. Your spirit comes from source. Number three, protection. While within sources, love and light, I recommend that you ask for a golden sphere of protective energy surrounding you and that any negative energies coming at you bounce off, transform into positive energy and return wherever they may have come from. This protection does not exempt you from the natural laws, but stops you as a sensitive from taking on other people's negativity. Number four, prayer of intent. Since you have free will, you must ask for whatever assistance you need. Even source can't help you unless you ask. Remember that source is abundant in every way. Be open to infinite possibilities. Always ask that it be for your highest good. In your request, you also need to express why or what you want to do with whatever you are asking. Always end your request with gratitude for your blessings. Then send love and light ahead of your day. It will help you deal with your challenges more harmoniously. I have invoked each of these four steps into my daily life, and it has allowed me the freedom to be who I need to be without guilt or sacrifice. Remember, That if anyone is making you feel less than, it is time to claim your power back and remind yourself of the warrior you have always been. Did you know your monthly subscription to Sovereign Magazine is completely free? Go to www.sovereign-magazine.com today to read all of our current and past issues get exclusive insights on the energy of the moon and connect to a global community of incredible women. The Shame Spiral by Nicole Harlow, womb guide, feminine sage, and creatrix. Nicole is a wife and mama of three, She uses womb energetics and neurosomatics to guide women to discover, remember, and activate their feminine superpowers. Through her company, Harlow Co., she offers guidance, transformational healing space, and the opportunity to become certified in many of the modalities she uses herself to support women. As women, we have inherited shame from past generations. Shame in our beauty, body, and being if we are too much or not enough. Both pendulum swings seem to land on shame in one way or another. So how do we escape it? The answer is we don't. We do not escape shame. We walk the spiral into our truth. We lean in. 
We honor the lineages of our ancestors that could have been burned for the things we speak, act, and have now. We create reverence around our bodies. We break generational patterns with our children. We do it all imperfectly and create a masterpiece while simultaneously being a mess. We feel our emotions, we express ourselves, we call in our sisters, and we walk the path of our purpose. We hold ourselves soft and sovereign. We offer grace and are open to receiving. Amongst all of that, shame still exists. We bring it along, witnessing it, liberating ourselves from the stories of shame, allowing it to be present but not consuming, letting it be a reminder that we are worthy of being who we are, where we are, and all that is. What is shame? Where do we store it? Why do we cling so tightly to it? Shame is the feeling of mismatching our truth to the conditions and expectations of an external source. We hold it primarily within our womb space, and we cling so tightly because it's ingrained into our DNA. It's trauma work that is deeply rooted in our maternal lines. The witches were burned for being who they were and not who society wanted them to be. It is repeated in history over and over and over again. We are now creating her story. Shame will exist only when we fuel the fire. We can detach ourselves from walking the spiral as who we are unapologetically. See it for what it is an untruth, and walk forward anyway. Creating space within ourselves to release the shame that holds us back from our highest, widest, most vibrant version of self is the practice we should all adopt. And creating space for our true essence, magic, and potency to sit comfortably within our womb space, this is the spiral pathway where we transmute shame and not run from it. Moon gazing. How to work with the energy of the moon with Miranda Gole, Sovereign Moon Mentor. Full and new moons of September. Through her studies of astrology and Celtic shamanism, Miranda has learned to pay attention to and celebrate the cycles of the seasons and the moon as a way to tune into the energies of birth, growth, and ripening, as well as the cycles of release, death, and rebirth. She has always had a special relationship to the moon. Working in harmony with the natural world inspires her to go with the flow, surrender, and accept all that arises as gifts for her growth, awareness, and relationship to self. She believes when we harness those energies, we can channel them to create change. These are the skills she brings to Sovereign as your new moon mentor. How to work with the energy of the moon in September. This month, the moon invites increased awareness and transformation of the negative patterns of self-destruction, self-pity, and self-criticism. If we have unkind thoughts about ourselves, and if we treat ourselves poorly as a result of those thoughts, we can boil it down to the self turned against itself. When we engage in destruction, pity, and criticism toward ourselves, we are actively in opposition to self-love, self-care, and self-support. This in turn can lead to an arising feeling of anxiety which, broadly speaking, is a common experience, stemming from a fear that our self won't be able to handle something difficult. Let's learn how the peak moon phases this month can assist us in making positive changes in the way we treat ourselves, especially when we face discomfort. New moon in Virgo, 14th September, 2023. At any new moon, we have a lot of powerful initiating energy available to us. 
The combined forces of the sun, our identity, and the moon, our emotions, align together on the 14th of September, creating the energy necessary to shift something personal to us, as well as how we feel about ourselves. The moon will be in the earth sign of Virgo, and so it is helpful to align our intentions this month with the Virgo themes, such as habits and routines around our health and well-being, as well as how we organize ourselves and our work life. Some writing reflections. How can you be, think, and speak in service to yourself? What new routines are you wanting to initiate around your mental and physical health? What habits would you like to transform? How can you bring awareness to negative thought and behavior patterns and turn them around in the moment? The lunar energies support us in transforming the negative ways we may be relating to ourselves so that we can shift towards speaking to ourselves in a more positive, encouraging, and uplifting ways. This new moon is the perfect time to create positive statements of affirmation so you can lift yourself up and remind yourself how powerful and capable you truly are. If you need guidance on how to write positive affirmations, make sure you're subscribed to our new Sovereign Audio magazine. When you sign up, you'll also receive Moon Mondays, a short weekly audio segment where I share rituals for the full and new moons as well as tips and tools on incorporating the moon into your life. Make sure to sign up to receive your weekly infusions of moon wisdom. The full moon in Aries, 29th of September, 2023. The full moon in Aries is fiery, alive, and motivating. The sign of Aries represents our highest potential, and this moon contains the surge of energy necessary to bring that potentiality into being. Full moons occur when the moon is opposite the sun. The two opposing signs create tension and an opportunity for fusion. On September 29th, the energy of our emotions and feelings will be influenced by Aries, bringing us to the impetus to create something new while our identity and personality in the sun will be impacted by Libra and the sign of balance, relationships, and beauty. We may feel a big push toward bringing kinder and more beautiful energy to how we see and treat ourselves. It's also time to reflect on how your intention at the new moon may be starting to bear fruit. This full moon provides the energy of our highest potential, to manifest in how we relate to ourselves and therefore also to others. When we shine the light on ourselves and take an honest look at how we really speak to ourselves, we touch in with the full responsibility necessary to make actual change. Owning our part isn't always easy, but if we do, the September full moon bolsters the energy needed for us to channel our efforts toward being kinder, more patient, loving, encouraging, and supportive to ourselves. As we turn that full moon, full beam light onto ourself and our shadow and really look at our own bad habits, let's remember that none of us are ever broken. Even if we are engaging in self-destructive thoughts such as self-pity or self-criticism, there is nothing wrong with us. These pessimistic ways of being with ourselves are typically learned behaviors taught to us by our most important caregivers. The words we use when we speak to our children really do become their inner voice. As children and young adults, we picked up on how our caregivers behaved, both with themselves and toward us, which became our model for how we now behave toward ourselves. Writing Reflections Where did your inner voice come from? How do you speak to you? 
Which people and experiences have influenced the way you speak to yourself? In what ways? How have you witnessed negative self-talk and self-destruction in the people close to you in your life? Where is there room for a kinder, more empathetic inner voice? Are there stories from the past which can be let go of and forgiven? This is not to point the finger of blame, but rather to see that the way we speak to ourselves is a learned experience. We all have an inner voice, a way that we speak to ourselves, gently shining the light of awareness on where we learned that inner voice can help us move forward and make the shifts we need to bring our highest potentiality into manifestation. When we create positive habits and treat ourselves with more understanding and care, the ripple effect is that we start to treat others in the same way. We also start to exemplify the positive ways we would like to be treated and therefore attract more people into our lives who want to treat us that way too. Thank you for listening to Sovereign Audio Magazine today. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did creating it for you. It would mean the world to us if you would review, like, share, and subscribe as this builds community, which is one of Sovereign's core values. We are always looking for incredible women to feature in our magazine. Go to www. Sovereign-Magazine.com to learn more about how you can be featured in our global magazine. We would love to hear from you. Connect with us on socials at The Sovereign Magazine. Sending love.